Hey y'all, welcome back. Episode 39. Um, tonight we're going to talk about some hy hypothetical situations with the NBA, our thoughts on where certain players are going to go. We'll talk about the uh, summer league that's being played behind us. We'll definitely be talking about, uh, I think he was the number two overall pick, Chet Holgram, oh, yeah. uh, for a little bit. He's really the only big guy that we've, they've been talking about. Uh, and before we jumped on, Kevin and I were talking about the big boy who made him look like a rag doll last night. So we'll probably throw Kenny Lofton around a little bit too. Um, but we're also going to talk about our 4th of July weekend, kind of see where this episode takes us. Um, but let's start off, Kevin, with our weekly sports update. I think yes. I think the biggest news, and it's not on here besides the Brittany Griner stuff. We will talk about that momentarily. Um, but the Raiders made a huge, huge change in their front office this afternoon. Oh, um, what did they do? They hired the first ever women's uh, woman as the uh, president, I believe, of football operations. I'm going to pull up the ESPN post real quick to make sure I don't mess this up. Um, yes. So Sandra Douglas Morgan becomes the NFL's first black woman president. Wow. So it was introduced today. Uh, so that is a huge, great accomplishment for, you know, not just a, a black woman in sports, but for women in sports in general. That is a very, very big accomplishment to get to that level, especially in a league that is male dominated. So congratulations to her. Hats off. Love to keep seeing these changes occur. Um, you know, we have all the, you know, changing of the refs and, coaching and all of that but it's great to see someone in the front office make that big step too so yeah absolutely representation matters out here as they say definitely that that is big um let's talk about something else that's not just u.s sports news but it's also global news these days with Brittany griner so her trial was last week there was no you know what whatever there was no yes no maybe so like what's going on um she pled guilty uh yesterday or today depending on where you were in the world uh and with russia uh to having hajish in her bag so that holds a maximum of a 10 year prison sentence for her hmm. that's crazy for something that it I don't know if it really was Hajish. We don't know. It could have just been regular marijuana. We don't know. But I did read somewhere where they think that this is the best move for her to get released back to the United States. So. So it, like what, what have they said has been like next steps? Is it like, are they going to expedite her out of there? Is there going to be like a, I, some sort of formal agreement? for her to get out because so, I think everybody just wants Brittany to come back home. She should, she should have been home a like five months ago, four months ago when this all happened. Yeah. Um, but what usually happens is they do a quote unquote prisoner exchange. So we just did that. The United States just did that um, a few months back with a former Marine who was being held uh, in Russian jail for five years. So it is a long, arduous process, which is mm. horrible. I did see someone tweet out 
um, that if this was LeBron James or say Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, guess what? They've been out of there in about five seconds. Oh, of course. And it hit home because, yeah, I bet that would happen. And I'm not blaming our legal system. I'm not blaming our the political side of things. But, guys, this is somebody that has no background in doing something horrible. Like, yeah, we all know Brittany Griner. She's not the greatest human being in the world. She has made some mistakes. But she doesn't deserve to be sitting in a Russian prison for yeah. – four months, five months at this point. So let's get this figured out. Let's get her home so that you know, she can go living her life. I bet when, if once she is finally released, I bet she will be never, no, never allowed back in Russia. Yeah, Which, and if I were her, I probably wouldn't even go back. I'd be like, yo, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to be there. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know no, why I people agree. want to go there. It's... Uh, it's just the fact that she, out of all people, got tied up in this mess. Like, it's you would think that, you know, they would know that she's like a star basketball player. She obviously plays in Russia professionally over there. I guess all that just goes out the window. Because if you think about that, you know, if that happened, something like that happened in the States, you already know. Something would have been said. Something would have been done. And it would have been handled, but this just to have it be so prolonged for such a length amount of time, you know, you feel for Brittany and her family and you just hope that they can just get her home any way possible. So if pleading guilty is the first step in just getting it a closer, you know, time frame to come home. I guess we have to, we had to let her do what she had to do. And hopefully more news comes out with this. Hopefully, we can get her back to seeing what she does best. And that's playing basketball on the basketball court. Yeah, I agree. And I, I believe the WNBA has a quote unquote spot for her for the all-star game. So yeah. it's an honorary spot, which is fantastic. I think that's a great move by the WNBA to do that. But yeah. excuse me, we definitely need to get her home. She deserves to be back where, you know, she belongs with her family. So mm-hmm. let's hope that, we get to resolve. Kevin, I thought you'd like this. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, um, as, as well as Devin Booker on another cover, uh, will be on the cover of NBA 2K23 this year. I believe it is the first time that any WNBA players have been on the cover. Oh, I well, I think this is the first time where it's a sole WNBA player. Uh, the right. other year they had Candace Parker. But she was on there with like Dirk and somebody else. So this is the first time that we have an exclusive WNBA cover. And I can't think of two better people to be on it. I don't know. Did they say anything about their cover? Is there going to be some like special release with theirs or something? I don't know. I didn't really read too far into it. I did see that they're on the cover together. Um, Yeah. It's pretty dope. And then I saw that Devin Booker is on the other cover. Yeah, no, and then there's no a fence. championship edition for Michael Jordan on the cover. Okay, so there's two covers I'd want, and neither have Devin Booker involved in it. I'd go with <laughs> Jordan and then Diana Taurasi and uh, Sue Bird, because that's just pretty iconic to have those two 
up there. That, that is well-deserved. They both had have had historic careers. And it's sad that it took us this long to, to put two of the best players ever to play the sport of women's basketball on there. Yeah. So let's do see. Do better. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at some of the perks. So far, it doesn't say if there's like any sort of different perks on them. So this is uh, like we just discussed. This is the second time a WNBA player has been featured on the cover after Candace Parker was featured last year. Uh, we have. So, yep, they decided to choose the two of them since they're longtime friends, since Sue Bird is retiring. Also, Diana Taurasi, since she is the all-time leading scorer for the WNBA. She's a three-point champ, finals MVP. And then, you know, they talk about why it's important for them because people dream about being on the NBA 2K cover. So the fact that they're now able to show females on there is such a big deal because mm-hmm. that's never happened before. And NBA, according to this article from swishappeal.com, uh, it says that they are partnering with Bird and Tarasi to donate $100,000 to Every Kid's Sports, a national nonprofit that gives kids access to recreational youth sports. This donation will allow more than 550 girls from low-income families to play basketball. That's incredible. That is fantastic. Yeah, I don't play basketball. I don't play video games anymore, or not as often as I'd like, but for this special occasion, I did it a couple years back when they had the Mamba edition for 2K. I, you know, so I'm definitely going to do it for this one. I'm going to make sure I get this cover. Hopefully I get the actual game. I won't just download it like a lazy person, but yeah, I'm definitely going to have to see. I'm, I'm curious to see if there's like what the special features in the games are. Plus, because I know the WNBA players are going to be in the game. Yeah, they're having a full a whole side that's just WNBA. Yeah. So let's see if there's anything else that they added. So far, pretty much it's just that they're gonna have that cover. And yeah, whenever I won't have to get my pre-order in soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let me know how it is. I haven't played uh 2K in a long time. I just as you can see over my shoulder, I have a PS2 and I they don't make games for that anymore. Uh, yeah, because I already on like PS5. Oh my yeah. god, too funny. I don't know. I've always felt that I wanted to go back to the PlayStation because I I actually preferred PlayStation over Xbox. But I love, the only I love Xbox 360 because the yes, games classic. that they had was great. Mm-hmm. But you can never beat the classic of the PS2, which is I guess the, I know. the highest selling uh video game console ever created was this one. Oh my uh. god. All right, mine still I mean, works. You know, think about 20, PS2. Twenty years like, later. Oh yeah, absolutely. Think about PS2. Like, I just think of playing NBA, the first ever NBA Street on the PS2, and like all got all the friends together to just play that game. They got to bring NBA Street back Dude. some way, somehow, because I love that game I, so much fun. That game. Uh, I. Definitely have that. I think I have all three volumes still. I think everybody has. Every every. If you're a basketball fan and you grew up in the times that me and Mary grew up, like as a child, as kids, 
no doubt you have NBA Street. You either rented it, forgot to give it back, or you stole it from your friend's house. But Yo, my mom I'm pretty sure like, everybody freak on it. me if I kept the video game. They're like, you only yeah, have it for a week. I'm like, but, 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 nope, gone. I'm like, great. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, let's talk about Summer League since it is on behind me. Uh, it looks there like the Thunder and the 76ers game just ended with 76ers, you know, winning by one, 80 to 79. Oh, wow. Um, but let's talk about really the man of the hour uh, with Summer League right now is Chet Holgerson. I think that's his last name. Holmgren. 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 Okay, I, I screwed that up. Um, he had a dynamic first game. He had a great game. I think he dropped like 27 points. He had the most yeah. blocks in Summer League history uh, in one game. I think he had four or five blocks in one game. Um, and I guess one of the cool things is he does not do a post-game interview like this guy behind me. I have no idea who this is. Um, yeah, who and bloody hell is that? Uh Isaiah Joe, no idea who that is. Um, All right, but he n- will only do a post game, like you know, talk after the game, like with that with a reporter if he has a teammate with him. So he doesn't just mm. want the start the the limelight, which is kind of nice to see. Um, had a great game. Game two, he went up against the big boy, who's only six six but two hundred eighty pounds, and Kenny Lofton Jr. Um, yeah, Kenny Lofton showed everyone how to beat beat Chet real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. Cause... Go at that body. The highlights are great because it is old school big boy basketball. I'm just throwing my shoulder into you. Like, fought through him. And it's not like you're fighting through much. You're fighting through a, t- uh, like a, a twig. So, um, if Chet's going to be successful uh, on the other side of the court, he definitely needs to put on, put on some weight. But... He's so slender. I don't know how much he can really put on. I think it's just he's got it. So when we say weight, I think, you know, we got to preface with everyone. Like, he needs to put on good weight. Yes. Not just like he just he doesn't have to just go to Burger King and eat like 12 cheeseburger type weight. He oh, please don't do on, that. Don't do the Zion diet. <laughs> he needs to put on good weight. That's going to make him stronger. So he won't get pushed around on the block. Like you literally just saw the the one play that all every highlight so far has shown of Kenny Lofton Jr. just like bullying him to the to the block and making those you know tough layups. Yeah. I almost think of like when I look at Kenny Lofton Jr., I almost look at a little bit more athletic type of big baby Davis with the way his body's structured, um, just knows how to shoot the ball better than big baby. And I think he's just a tad more athletic, but yeah, Chet Holmgren. A, a rock is more athletic than Big Baby Davis. <laughs> hey, Big Baby Davis was the guy when he was first in the league. Then, you know, rumbling he and stopped tumbling. playing. He stopped playing and then, you know, things happen. But <laughs> um, I think, you know, he's Kenny Lofton Jr., undrafted free agent, playing on the Grizzly Summer League team. He keeps putting up performances like that. I cannot think he would be off a team. I would think the least amount he would have is maybe a two-way spot where he splits time in the G League yeah. and on a, on the team. But I think he's if he can continue that play, he'll work on himself into a roster. And 
you know, as much as we have been, in a sense, lightly bashing Mr. Chet Holmgren, Chet has, Chet, the way he showed out well, because I think a lot of them are, uh, they keep talking about, I kept seeing on Instagram, like all of these like lineup projections of like how they're going to have this like monstrous starting They have the tallest lineup. If they have those five starters, I think the point guard 6'10", shooting guard 6'10". Um, small forward is like 6'11", Chet's 7 foot, and then the other guy's 7'2". Yeah, because I... crazy. Yeah, they have... Yeah, Chet is like... I think I think the smallest person on there, I believe, is uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is... 6'9"? Yeah, he's like no, he's like six six. Really? Yeah, six six, had six him on seven. His taller end. Yeah, I I wish I saved the post somewhere because that oh, would have been definitely somewhere. It's definitely somewhere, dude. I hope I can find it. That would be really nice if I could find it, but I don't know. But yeah, they they talked about they like this that the Puzlovsky guy's like seven feet. Oh, here we go. And, Okay. Oklahoma City Thunder. Potential tall starting lineup. Josh Giddy, 6'8. Okay. Sean out, like you said before, 6'6. Six, six. Osman uh, Yang, 6'10. Which is the rook. He's a rookie, right? Uh, yes, he's a rookie as well. Is um, he the one that Obowski, the Knicks drafted? Yes. And he's then the they, one that the Knicks drafted for, for at 11. Yeah, and then sent him to the Thunder. Pavelski seven foot and then Chet seven one. Jesus oh my god, that is actually pretty terrifying. Yeah, I'm kind of scared of that. I don't want to mess with people, but we'll see. I mean, they're all they are young, but they got to make sure they stay healthy and they got to make sure they take care of their bodies. But hey, I mean, Thunder. It's amazing to think that after so many, after we thought when KD left, it was pretty much over for them for the next, like, you know, good amount of years. But I guess the, all that time has went by. Well, they, and they've and they've gotten it back together slowly, but surely they have. Them and the Knicks now have like the most first round draft picks in the next oh. couple of years. The the Thunder and the Knicks now have the most first round yeah, draft picks. Yeah, they have a lot. Yeah, I know the Knicks have at least 11 within the next 7 years. Yeah, and I think Oklahoma has 16, 17 left. That's so ridiculous. So like so they, much draft capital. Yeah. They they're basically pulled a Danny Ainge on everybody and like, "All right, let's see what we can do." Now, I really hope they can play, they do well. Um, I love Oklahoma City's colors and their colorway and all that. And they like, I like when they do play well for a small market mm-hmm. team because that place gets sold out. Um, yeah. And they, I would, good to, it'll be good to see it, uh, the Thunder Stadium uh, live again. Like, yeah. live. Yeah. That'll be cool. Um, let's talk NFL real quick before we dive into what we have on jerseys, all that fun jazz and Kevin's new cards, mm-hmm. which he said I was going to laugh at and make fun of him about. Oh yeah. And I think I know what he's talking about because he posted on his Instagram story. So I mm-hmm. think I know what he's talking about, but we'll find out. Um, mm-hmm. This was probably the biggest steal I've ever seen in the NFL in modern. Talk jazz. about runaway heist. <sighs> you gave the Panthers gave up a fifth round draft pick. For one year with Baker Mayfield. Now, granted, this is Baker's final year of his rookie contract, right? 
So yeah. he's not, he didn't get extended with uh, the Browns, anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Browns, I'm kicking myself, saying, what the heck am I doing? Why am I letting him go <laughs> when we still have no idea if Deshaun Watson is even going to play? I, when that trade went in, I just like shook my head and was like, I texted you wow. immediately. I saw it come across my phone. I was like, texting Kevin. What the? Yeah. <laughs> it took me some time to answer because I was at work, but I looked at it. I'm like, unreal. Like, how? So I guess let's, let's look at it from both sides of yeah. the view. So from the Brown standpoint, I don't, I, Merritt, do we assume that they think that the, Deshaun Watson is absolutely going to play this year. I don't know uh, if they think that he's going to play. Or I guess they just wanted to just get rid of Baker to just make him happy. Yeah, so uh, I wonder if it was more or less at that point in time, like Baker came out last week or the week before saying, this relationship is basically gone. There's no coming back from how this has all gone down. Um, he's manned up to his side of things and said, yes, I handled some of these situations, not the greatest. Okay. Hey, I'll give you that for sticking up and saying that the Browns have literally just been like, no, no, no. We're just going to do what was right for our team and right for Baker. It's like, no, you're dragging him through the mud waiting to see what happens with Deshaun. Yep. And majority of us believe Deshaun is not going to play at least this year, which if the NFL it's comes out. It's looking more and more like that way. If the NFL comes out and says, hey, you're you can play. I can guarantee every week there's going to be a protest in the stands, around the stadium, everything. Like that man should not be playing football right now. Um, yeah, just not the time. But does does that go back to the Browns of being like, well, would we rather just have a year of obscenity, obscurity with Jacoby Brissett as our starting quarterback? Is that yeah. who's right behind he's, them? He's the, he technically, you know, I would say after the trade yesterday is the number two quarterback on the Browns roster, which don't get me wrong. Jacoby Brissett's a great football player, great quarterback, but not, not a starter caliber. We've all seen it. He played at Indy. He had ups and downs and all that fun stuff, but look at it from the Panthers side. You now have the two of the top three picks from the 2018 draft. Yeah. Sam Darnold and Baker. I think the keys are handed. That's going to be a hell of a a, a quarterback competition. I don't even think it's a competition. I think you hand the keys right over to Baker. Two, really? You're not going to give Sam Darnold a chance? I don't know because, like, part of me wants to give Sam Darnold a chance just because – Anyone, everyone that's in that league and you make it that far, you deserve a chance to showcase what you can do. Sam Darnold, besides like his first three games in his rookie year, hasn't shown anything, hasn't shown signs of being able to take it to that next level, taking a step. Um, remember, he, quote, he was quoted on the sideline against the Patriots two, three years ago saying, I'm seeing ghosts which has become a crazy hysterical t-shirt design. Kevin stopped falling asleep. Oh my God. No, I literally just blinked. I didn't even mm, do anything. Mm. Everyone that's going to watch this on YouTube, blink. you tell us if Kevin was falling asleep. Oh my God. You, you tell us. Um, I literally just blinked. It's hot in this fucking room. I'm sweating. <laughs> and like, I just blinked so like the sweat could get out of my freaking eyes. <laughs> 
Thank God. I'm sorry. I'm I so love sorry. Your time. Um, but I think the I think the Panthers, the of course they're gonna let him battle, but really at the end of the day, Baker's a better quarterback. I think Baker's a much better quarterback than Darnold is. You, you saw it last year. Baker fought through a shoulder injury that you know that's not an easy thing to go through for any sport, any athlete. And he played through it. He had screwed up knees. He had screwed up yeah. feet. He's had, I think, he had like three three surgeries this off season just to fix himself. Yeah. I, see, I don't know. Like, see that you know what? Because like, I I feel like I try and give Sam Donald a pass. Because of the fact that he had to deal with being a part of the New York Jets organization. And like, there's just no, it was just given no help. Like, what would I, I, I think about who would have had a better stats, like stats wise, if you were to flip, you know, Baker and Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold would be able to use those weapons. What if you gave Sam Darnold those weapons? Um, I feel like Sam Darnold has a chance to, you know, improve over there. Um, you know, Carolina, I feel like – did he play last year's Carolina? I feel like he yeah, didn't do he, that bad, he, though. No, so he did okay. Because he got hurt. So the first six weeks they were 6-0, and and he looked great. And then he got hurt and just could never rebound from being hurt. Yeah. And then um, they let the other kid in. But then – uh, PJ Walker or whatever his name is. The guy from the XFL, right? Yeah. So here's the thing, though. You're going into the Carolina. You have Baker. You have Darnold. You have Coral. And you have Walker. Well, somebody. There's you're, at least one, somebody not going to have a job. You are not letting go of Coral because you just drafted him as your potential franchise quarterback in the future, I would assume, because the kid is good. I like him. From uh, Old Miss, to, right? Old Miss, yeah. I was gonna say Mississippi State, but I, I knew that was wrong. But I knew it was somewhere down there, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. So I think that's big. PJ Walker, he's he's an NFL caliber quarterback. He can go play in the A the AFL or whatever. Go play in the XFL next year when it's back. Whatever it is, he's just not, in my opinion, as a fan, not at that level. Then you have Darnold and Baker. So it's going to be those two dogging it out in the next, what, two months? This is who gets the starting job. Yeah. My nod, again, is to Baker just because of what he can bring to the field. He has a, He's a little bit more athletic and run and do all that fun stuff. Plus, guess who the Panthers play week one? They play the Pats, don't they? No. They play the Browns. Do they really? <laughs> Oh my God, that's gonna be freaking. What, now is it at Browns or is it? I think it's in Cleveland. But here's the thing: Cleveland is only it has. Uh, Carolina is only paying Baker five million dollars this year, out of their own pocket. Cleveland the is, paying, is on oh Cleveland. Cleveland is paying Baker uh-huh. half a million dollars to play them, week one. Oh my God, <laughs> honestly. God, you just love sports. Just got to oh love sports. God. Like how? Oh, my God. Yeah. My God. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I feel like Darnold still has a shot. 
I feel like if anything, they give Donald the keys for like the first two, three weeks. And if he's not doing anything, then they'll easily just hand it off to Baker. Unless the preseason, unless they're just going to choose from preseason, like maybe they split series each preseason game. But that's that's my thought on that one. Yeah, like I think, like you said, it could be a toss up of like if Darnold gets a starting nod and after two weeks is not good, Baker gets it. It could be yeah. the same way. Baker could get the nod and then two weeks later just fail just give it back, back back to Darnold. Yep. So as long as you don't see a carousel of all right, we're gonna start you this week, you next week, you this week, like that can't happen. Yeah, I mean, and that, that also and that also doesn't work in the NFL. Like it just no. doesn't. It doesn't work in technically any football scheme at all. Yes. All right. We've been on this way too long. Kevin, please tell us and who you're wearing tonight because I think this yes. is a great jersey. Okay. So for those watching on the YouTube, I'm wearing my bad boy Biggie Smalls jersey that I got from the bad boy 20th anniversary reunion tour. I bought so much swag. At that concert, that's the concert I probably spent the most money on on merchandise because they had so much great stuff. So, like, for those that know hip-hop, this is, you know, the Biggie Smalls jersey that, like, Biggie wore in one of his older videos. It says number 72. It says Smalls on the back. Nice. It's an awesome jersey. I literally just found it trying to figure out what to wear tonight, and I saw that as, like, this is going to be absolutely perfect. You're like, you know what? This looks fantastic. Yes. I like I like it. Merritt, I see you're rubbing a great beer. Shout out to Sam Adams out yeah. here. Yeah, um, wearing my Sam Adams hat that I got, God, I don't know how many years ago from visiting the brewery in Jamaica yeah. Plains in uh, Boston. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually technically Roxbury, but it's right outside Boston. But very, if you've ever been to the brewery, 100% recommend going because you don't pay anything to go in. Okay. It's really? A free, it's a free tour. It's a small, okay. like the, the brewery you see is very small. And Sam Adams, we all know, is a very large corporation at this point. It's part of Budweiser. So it's got a bigger yeah. corporation behind it. They still keep that craft mentality, though they're really not. Mm, yeah. But you go in and you get like one of the beer labels. So when I went, it was like I had a chocolate stout. Okay, so everyone that has a chocolate stout beer label, you're on the tour now. And it's like every 20, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. in, out, in, out. So you walk in, they show you the processing, how they do things. Pretty cool. And then they allow you to taste some of the beers. Oh, fun. Yeah. And then you get to keep the little beer tasting glass you have. So that's Oh, cool. nice. After you you leave, you can go check out all the swag and grab whatever you want. Then you get on this thing called the party bus. Oh, now, this party bus goes to one location. It goes to O'Doyle's, which is the oldest bar either in Boston or on the East Coast. It's one of those two. But oh, it's wow. extremely old school. Awesome little spot. The party bus is great because everyone's just like kind of having a good time because they just drank some beers yeah. and everything. You only get like a the thing is this big, but you you can drink as much as you like. Yeah. Um, as long as you have your ticket, your ticket whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and you go to the the bar afterwards you buy a sam adams after you're done and you give them your ticket they'll give you back a clean sam adams glass so like that cylindrical like cool looking glass that sam adams created yeah. you get one 
I have four of those. That away. I love them. They're fantastic. Amazing. Um, but yeah, that's it's definitely one of those. If you haven't done it, I recommend going to do it. It, it is a fun time for sure. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Let's see these cards, bro. Let's see this stuff tonight. Well, so let me just preface that. Yes, I put some cards on the Instagram. Uh, I shout out to Santiago Sports, the store that I get. I've been getting my cards from young guys. They're like like a couple years younger than me and Merritt. But, you know, they're living the dream about sports cards. And I got a bunch. So I'm going to give you some. But the one thing is, is that, you know, Merritt has made fun of me for possibly, you know, having to upgrade to get a briefcase. Did you get one? And the time is now. So shout out to this. This is called a slab holder. And I bought it, this one, just because of the fact that this has Kobe, Kobe on it. Yeah. I had no, I was looking around. I was talking to the guys at the shop when I went shopping and they're like, yo, uh, so do you have like a favorite player? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a big Kobe fan. And he's like, oh, well, we carry the, our slabs in these uh, briefcases. And he's, oh. and they're like, yo, do you want one? Yes, I'm going to, I'm taking a picture of your reaction right now. Oh my I, God, that is so. The shock. So I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead. That is so great. Take a picture of this. Um, but here, so like I'm gonna open this up and I'll and I'm gonna preview a couple of them. So I'll give it I have stuff for like a, a good couple weeks now. Oh, okay. So this little thing just like presses open and it like oh licks God, it up. sounds like a briefcase. It too. is so crazy. <laughs> uh, so like I you open it how up. We- Kevin, how weird is it that you can carry around your whole collection in that one thing, but your shoe collection, if you try to carry that around with you, you need like two U-Haul trucks? Yeah, pretty much, right? (laughs) So I have this briefcase. So I have it separated. So I have like a miscellaneous section Mm -hmm. and I have uh, my favorite basketball card selection. And on my right side, I have all the WV alum. Okay. So pretty much I've been... I'm going to keep it separated this way. And I was thinking maybe on the podcast Instagram or my Instagram, I'll do a collab and I'll maybe like give an exclusive sharing Ooh. of my cards. So if anybody wants any for sale, um, but yeah, let me show you some fun ones. Cause I got a couple off the live sale and because, you know, I had some extra birthday money to spend. I got excited. So first off, here we go. A little slab. Condition 8 out of 10, 97, 96 clear Kobe Bryant. Nice. Which is, that was a nice little find. Right over here, uh, Tim Duncan, 1997 finest, refractor with coating, 7 out of 10, a little Tim Duncan. Nice. That's a good one. Right? Uh, I have two of my favorites in here. I have 1989 Hoops. David Robinson, uh, rookie rookie photo here. Dude, I, um, the admiral gotta gotta yes. represent that guy. He's Let me awesome. see. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, two more that I thought were really awesome. Rookie draft day for Alonzo Morning, which is really awesome. So 1992 upper deck PSA graded out of seven. 
a seven out of ten. 1999 Topps Chrome, Steve Francis draft day when he was drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies. Anybody that knows uh, Stevie franchise is the man. And real quick, that I had to buy this just because of the photo. I think this is just an iconic photo here. 1991 Upper Deck, 9 out of 10 graded from PSA. Magic, look at Magic and Michael. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. So uh, I have a couple other cards that I will share later on. Um, but this has been the collection that has been awesome. Um, I went out. So what they do, uh, these guys from Santiago Sports, they do a live sale every Monday. Okay. And it's pretty much like you're watching. They give you a price like, hey, all right. So, for example, Vlade Divac. Vlade Divac signed Ooh. X amount of dollars. And you just have to write sold in the card name. And like just one day, I just was like, yo, let's go to town. And now I have a briefcase. So this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been cool. Like, and like, I feel like if there's any trades that people want to do, if you're into cards, if you want to trade, if you want to buy some of the cards, I think they're pretty much, I think they're all for sale. The only ones I think I'm keeping right now are the West Virginia alum right now. Cause I want to build that and yep. maybe sell that as a bulk, but anything that you guys saw in here, if you guys want a, want a price for it, reach out to the Instagram and I'll be open to it. But I think maybe one of these days, maybe I'll do a full collection of the whole briefcase. And then oh if you want to offer up, you know, we'll see what happens. And then Kevin will make a little bit of money out here. Maybe not. You probably still go in the hole, but that's okay. Maybe, but you know, that's all for fun. But yeah, but I honestly think the my favorite part is honestly the briefcase because this is such like an iconic photo of Kobe too. I know on I... the back to back with the jacket. So. Oh my god! Irritating. You knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, I knew it was. It's just so you knew it was gonna happen at some point. It just came a lot sooner than. Yeah, Mister Mister, I'm gonna take my time. I'm not gonna go crazy with this. Yes. Right. You you can't do that. I know. I know you way too well at this point. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's jump into some of the fun, all the craziness that's been going on in the NBA lately. Um, and we'll start off with KD. Yep. Where, in all honesty, where do you think he lands? My honest opinion, I don't think he's going anywhere before the start of the season. Yeah. I think he's going to be in Brooklyn, and he will stay in Brooklyn – and maybe get traded before the deadline next year. I just don't think anybody has enough to offer them. Like, so, I'm looking – go ahead. Apparently, the Nets reached out, I guess, the twin – or the, the Timberwolves or the Nets, like, some either one reached out to each other. And the Nets asked for Cat and AD for KD. And of course, Minnesota box at that and just laughs. Like you're not giving up your two 
perennial all-stars and, and all that for a guy who needs a, like two other all-stars around him to, to function. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been, they would have been giving their whole team away. Oh, like, yeah. and I think they offered, did they not also offer like four picks to go along with them too? Uh, probably. Oh, I was listening to our, our podcast. We do with Chris and how I, you know, we were talking about, or no, last week's podcast when we were talking about the young Celtics coach going to the jazz. And I was yeah. like, First move is they trade Gobert. What did they do the next day? They traded they trade, Gobert. Traded Gobert. And but here's the thing though, they started a like a a serious like trend now because they gave up how many picks to get Gobert? Was it five? Yeah, I think. Because think about up. that. You give that much away for Rudy Gobert. So then you're literally you're talking a team. If you're gonna get Kevin Durant, which to to Brooklyn's end, I do not blame them for trying to haul as much as, as they, they can, can. Yeah. From if they have to trade KD, because they could be set back for probably the next 10, 12 years if you know they have to just give him up. So honestly, Brooklyn, you do what you have to do. Kobe agrees. I agree. You know, yeah, I would like. I, there's no way. Like, I understand their prospects, but now they're all the, the the concept is people are trading for guys like Dejounte Murray and Rudy Gobert, four to five picks each. Kevin Durant is gonna cost you like seven to ten picks, and I don't even know if a team could do that. Like, you would need at least, in my opinion, Merritt, you would need at least two or three teams willing to shell out like four to. Th- three to four picks each to get the the capital that Brooklyn needs because and it's it's crazy like uh because they gave up what three players plus four draft picks I believe it was yeah um for Gobert which sets this market for KD uh, it's astronomical like what are you gonna at the end of the day what's Brooklyn want really want Brooklyn wants to rebuild. Brooklyn doesn't want to take on salary for, you know, big time players, unless those big time players are on the contract for a long time. You know, they're on a four or five year deal. If it's like they signed it last year and we're looking to move on from, and they have three more years left, but they're really good. Okay. You do it. Or you look at it as, okay, we will take this guy. He's got one year left and we don't care because we're getting great draft capital and you're going to get something in return at the end of the video when you don't assign him. I do agree with you. I don't think he goes anywhere before the start of the season at this point. No, like yeah, there's no feasible way to do that. Apparently golden state was for somehow was in the talks and all this, which would be like, cool. You, left there because you wanted to prove that you could win without anybody and you lost and then make it to the NBA finals once on your own. On that, on that note, can you imagine if he went to Golden State? I don't think he ever will. No. Can you imagine the backlash he would receive? He would get it so much from the media. Oh, like, like Charles Barkley already hates how, he's been complaining because he thinks that 
the one thing he needs to do is win a ring on his own as the star guy, which he still hasn't been able to do that yet. So, you know, it's it's just and I honestly I more feel for Brooklyn because they and I talked about it last week. Right, they got shafted. COVID screwed up everything when it came to you know the the chemistry together. You brought in James Harden, then all of a sudden COVID gets real. Kyrie Irving thinks the world is an oyster. And now, like, James Harden's like, I didn't sign up for this crazy shit. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah. And now KD's left with Kyrie. And now Kyrie is all of a sudden trying to ship himself to the Lakers. Yeah, apparently that fell through. Yeah, because because I think it was good, but it's it's supposed to be a trade that involved him and Westbrook. Him and Westbrook and one other – it has to be another player so the salaries match perfectly. Um, but if you're Brooklyn, why, why get another guy that's going is on an expiring contract that's going to cost you more money? I know, and you're not going to get really any return from it. So I'd sit like if I'm Brooklyn, I sit there and I say, don't care what you guys want to do. You're under you're you're signed with us for one more year. If you want to play, play. If you don't, then you're not sure. Then, you know, clean scratch and you don't get paid. Yeah. Because they're going to enforce that rule now. If you're like, like, uh, what was it? The Ben Simmons rule where. Yeah. Brandon, we don't know all the extent of all these issues, the mental issues that he was having, all these other things. But at the end of the day, he basically told his team, I'm not playing for you. And I don't want to play for you. Pretty much. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to at least perform. You don't have to perform well. It's got to be out there. You have People to be out pay there. money. Yeah. People pay money to go see some of these players. Fans just go to sit on the bench. The best comment of Kobe will ever I've ever heard from Kobe Bryant you know, it was when coaches were like, Kobe, you don't need to play this game. You don't need to play like we, you know, you're good. We we're already in the playoffs or you're, you hurt, you got hurt a couple games ago, take a couple games off. And Kobe would always come back and say, why? There's fans up in the 300 levels that spent an arm and a leg to come watch me and this team play. I'm going to play. I wish players these days had that same mentality. It kills me. When you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, um, you know, Kawhi, Spida, Kawhi, Javon, uh, uh, John Morant, rather, um, some of these big name players, and they're not playing. And granted, it all started with Popovich sitting, Duncan, Parker, Parker. but also those guys were so far into their career where it kind of made sense because they had a young team and they were still a good young core. Mm-hmm. So it can make a little bit of sense to that, but people pay to watch these guys play. I remember going to watch the Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets when Brooklyn Nets had Darren Williams like yeah. years and years ago. Garnett was playing, Pierce played, but Allen, who I really like, wasn't playing because of a hurt hamstring. I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks. I want to see him go up against Darren Williams and just like fall out with a guy. No, yeah, yeah it's. And it's I, I, I've been to some games where it's like, you know, you are advertised the team and then you find out like game time decision. Oh, yeah, they're not going to be playing because, uh, you know, coach's decision. And you're just like, damn, like I'm all the way in like the nosebleeds. Yeah. And you're to like, come see. I spent this much money and I could have stayed home. Yeah. And uh, watch it on TV. Which is a whole different experience for people down, you know? Yeah. Some I, people would rather see it on TV. I'd rather go to a game in person because it's more fun. Yeah. But that's the era that you and I grew up. A lot of people now are like, let's just watch it on TV. It's fun this way. It's like, no, it's, it's not, guys. You got to no. go to the game. Go to the game is fun. You know, at the end of the day, yes, are players not going to always play? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's still fun to be there. It's still fun to be in the atmosphere. But. I do agree. And it gets people out of their houses. What's house? socialize? What's socialization? I don't want to do that. That sounds right? horrible. I know it's madness out I've, here. I've worked at home for nearly two years, over two Shout years. So, you. love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's I'm going stir crazy. Um, okay, so this is the big news. I know we spoke about it a little bit last week with the Pac-12. Losing USC oh, and UCLA. You have a different. You have another question we missed. Did we talk about Kyrie. Yeah, we. Well, okay. Well, will he, will he play in Brooklyn this year? Kind of meant we kind of hit on it a little bit. With I think it's going to be the same thing with uh, with uh, KD. They're going to have him for the beginning of the season until they get somebody that's going to bite and give them what they want. I think they're. I don't think anyone's going to bite at their price. I think they're going to have to come off their price a little bit. Yeah, but they'll still get some decent return or if they don't they don't and they just retool and figure it out from there yeah um let's jump into this this is going to be a fun one um so last week we talked about pac-12 losing usc and ucla and that ma- still can like it's still we weird going i just still can't see like like in my mind saying it the pack to what the the Big Ten gets UCLA and USC. Like, it sounds nice, but it also, you're just like, how is this going to work? I have, like, a couple of my old, my cousins, they're, like, alumni from both of those schools. They're like, what, how, we're going to be in the Big Ten? What the hell is that? It's it's out of control. But go ahead, sir. I just needed to, like, let that out. I am in the same boat. It's just so weird, like. Okay, this is just doesn't make sense. None of you guys are in the same time zone at this point. Um, yeah, but apparently, so last week we talked about ASU, U of A, Colorado, and Utah potentially joining the Big Twelve. Um, apparently, there's rumors now that there's been more conversations uh, with Oregon, and I believe it was Washington. Okay, to join. Oregon, yeah, I think I took a screenshot of it, so I, I'll look again. But I believe it was Oregon and Washington. Is that to also join the Big Ten? Yeah, uh, to join the uh, the Big Twelve. Oh my God, that is just all over the place. Yep, yep, it like, really is. Because, like, what? So, all right. Uh, so your Big Twelve is gonna have West Virginia. Let's go from let's go from 
East to West Coast, West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati, then Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Houston, BYU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, then Colorado, Arizona. Am I missing Arizona State? ASU. Yep. Okay. So that's already 18 teams right there. And then you add Oregon and Washington. So, yeah. So let's see. You have. Oh, my God. That is horrific. It's. I think it would be 18 teams total if we had all of them come over. Because uh, take out Texas and Oklahoma, you subtract those two and add yep. you know, whatever. So I think you'd be at 18 in, in total. But, yeah, it says – I just want to clarify. It does say it's – so the teams have, that have been specifically mentioned are Utah, Colorado, ASU, Arizona, and then Oregon, Washington could be in the mix as well. How freaking ridiculous would that be? What would you do if you are the other six teams left in that division? Who's because who's left? It's what Oregon State. It would be or- Cal, Oregon Stanford, State, Cal, Stanford, Washington State. Oh, maybe just four. Maybe yeah, because it. Because then, yeah, because if the other six are going to go to the Big 12. Yeah, that's true. So it's uh, just those four. What what do you do? Do then they go to, like, the Big 10 or the SEC? Like, what the? Or do what? Do they just go to, like, the American or, or the something WAC. like that? Or the WAC? Like, here's, here's an interesting thing that I saw, too. This is totally different than the Big 12. Um, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia – are all negotiating to join the SEC. Is that for real? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. It could be real, could be a fake thing. Um, But I did see a rumor that before UNC decided to stay with the ACC uh, in the most recent conference realignment, they were looking to go to the SEC. Real quick, so before we go back to the conference stuff, Shout out to Taco Fall that was just on your screen behind you. I, I didn't know Taco. he's for the Jazz right now. Oh, wow. He is on the Jazz team. Yeah. Huh? He's wearing number 99. Always wears 99. This, I needed to shout that out. But you know what? But here's the thing, though. What does the ACC do? Do they expand more? So, do, like, what would the deal be? Because a lot. So, one thing I heard is the ACC would probably have to get do something as a counter because th- I, I was listening to the uh, country roads confidential and they talked about what God forbid, what happens if schools like Miami, Florida state and Florida decide, well, you know, Florida's what? already in the sec. So you're good. But if Florida state, Florida Miami state and Miami left leave for, or like a bit, take one more big team, like Clemson, all left for the SEC, then the ACC is just going to crumble. How then, do you, I think we talked about last week. The ACC what, has 15 teams. Yeah, they have 15. Um, Dude, the is, uh, what if they put in Notre Dame there? 
though Notre Dame for basketball technically is for all sports except for football. Wow. Football is okay. the only school sport where they are still independent because of their contract with NBC. Gotcha. Um, think of this way: like what they really should do instead of trying to just have two mega conferences that are the Big Ten and the SEC, which makes yeah. no sense. And then you're going to have smaller subdivisions within those conferences, blah, blah, blah. Like, holy crap. Like, mind-boggling everything. Yeah. Why don't you just do it east coast, west coast, south, north. Split it like a grid and just go that way. Whoever falls you know, on this line, you're in the Big Ten. You fall yeah. over here, you have ACC. You fall down here, SEC. Over here, you could say you're the Big Ten – uh, the Big 12 or the Pac-12, whatever you want to call yourself, that's where you fall. And you mm. put every single school that's a Division One football school program into that category. And then okay. you can break it down afterwards. So, like, the WAC goes into play. The MAC mm-hmm. play is into play. All these teams that, to be honest, don't no one cares about mm-hmm. are in play now. You have smaller subdivisions within that that, okay – you know, you have four subdivisions uh, for each conference, whatever it is. And whoever comes out of that subdivision, each subdivision plays each other to get to the final, the conference championship game for that. And then your conference champions are your four finalists each year for your, you know, your college football playing playoffs. Yeah, it's just a matter of that'll be super interesting on how they would divide mm-hmm. north, south, east, west. Do you go right straight down the middle of the U.S. or like you, do you use like down the Mississippi as like a, a guiding point? I think you find the the actual middle for it all, and just mm. go like that and this. Like so, you cross section like that, and you go, you're here, you're here, you're here, you're here. Like I think yeah. personally, I think that'd be the best way. Or you just say we have the ACC, the SEC, Big Ten, and then whatever you want to call yourselves on the West Coast. But yeah. like, this is starting to get out of hand with teams just pulling teams that don't make any sense. Like, yeah, when we would join the Big Twelve, we all were shaking our heads, going, "What the heck? This makes no sense for West Virginia. ACC is twenty miles that way." Yeah, but like, and, and we all know that we wanted to go to ACC, but. Certain schools just didn't want us to go there. Yeah, because the academics were not good enough. No, it's also because yeah. you didn't want us to play us in sports where we actually kicked your butt. Yep. AK, Louisville, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah. So my, oh, Clemson probably didn't want us there either. So Yeah. Because, like, if we were in the ACC, like, travel-wise, that would be so much more ideal. So, for them to be traveling all over the big the big 12. Let's talk about that. What conference if no, because there have been rumors after some the craziness with Oklahoma and Texas leaving to go to the SEC, there were the rumors that West Virginia was looking to leave the Big 12. Yeah. If that actually comes to fruition, West Virginia decides to leave the Big 12, what conference do you think they go to? They go to the ACC, do they go to the Big Ten, and they go to SEC? Let's just use those three because those are your other powerhouse com- com- uh, conferences. Yeah. So so when I was listening to my podcast with uh, Chris Anderson and Mike Kazaza from the Country Roads Confidential, because they talked about how 
the Big 12 pulling those other Pac-12 schools was a reactionary move to UCLA and USC going to the Big 10. So if you're talking about reactionary moves, the most ideal thing for the ACC to do, you pull West Virginia back out of the Big 12 and have the them go to the ACC where you can relive all those tough rivalries again from like the old Big East days. You pluck them as team six, number 16, and then maybe you pluck props possibly Cincy from that area, or maybe, and maybe you take UCF from the mm-hmm. Big 12. So now you have literally 18. the entire coast, eight, like, like 18 teams, and you have re-solidified yourself since you already had 16. And right. so pretty much the ACC, you literally run from top of the East Coast all the way down, and the, with the exception of Cincinnati, Ohio, unless there's some other team they'd rather have in there instead. But Well, I you think- can go after if, – if you're smart, if you're the ACC, what you do is you try to get Maryland and Rutgers in that deal as well and get them over yes. to the ACC. And yep. you also – then- and St. John's is a D1 program for all sports, I believe. I don't know where – they have they- a football team? I think they do. Maybe, maybe not. But if not, that's somebody you can pull in for basketball wise because they're a good basketball yeah. program. There's a lot of teams that are sitting there where you can go, let's make it a coastal type thing and then yeah. pull them in. Because then, yeah, because well, so here, if you take West Virginia, that's 16. And mm-hmm. like we just said, you pull Maryland, don't even worry about Cincy yet. You pull Maryland and Rutgers, and Rutgers that you now have 18. And that you literally now have solidified the entire East Coast from top is Maine all the way down to Florida. You are now all ACC, yeah, which would be and extremely then, ideal. And then you could see Cincinnati move to the Big Ten, which would be a smart move. Yeah, because um, you got already Ohio's all together. And then maybe you see anything from. Texas over, you know, the other teams that are still part of the big 12, maybe they yeah. focus in on going out West, which yes, it's still a far plane ride, but it's not horrible. It's not that you know, yeah. the worst part would be going up to like Washington and all that area. But, you know, you West Virginia travels more than any other team in the big 12 every yeah. year. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get the, idea of you can you can do it you guys have more money than we do so why don't you do it too um but i do i would love to see them go to the acc i think that'd be the best best move for west virginia at the end of the day i think about financially everything just works out you have all of your local rivals there from syracuse Pitt, virginia tech miami back when they were in the early big east days like Louisville. Everyone is all there. BC's back. Like yep. these teams that you body is Georgetown part of the Big Twelve ACC too? Well, Georgetown. For, so Georgetown for Division One, they're just the Big East for basketball. Okay, that's where. Okay, mm-hmm. everything else. So is, like, yeah, everything else because of like football is like such a different monster. Yeah, that's true. But like, if you can just pull random teams for you know, like same with Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame's part of the. 
ACC except for football? What if you just pulled in a couple of the teams that don't have football programs or, you know, that they're lower level, like Villanova used to be a very low level football program. I think they are finally at a D one. I think they're at finally like FCS FCS level. They're FBS. I think now I think they jumped to FBS. Oh, the FBS, 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 double A, the, the smaller version. No, I think they went, they, cause they used to play UNH when I was at UNH, they played football against us and we were a D one FCS team. And then you have FBS, which is the football bowl sub like subdivision subdivision. They have the championship subdivision, which is your playoff type mentality where they actually know what they're doing, but it's much smaller. Um, you bring those guys over. That'd be kind of cool. You have some really, really good basketball every year, which is yeah. what the ACC is known for is basketball. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, let's, well, Enough of that. Um, Kevin, how was your fourth? Did you enjoy it? Fourth of July, what did I do? Honestly, fourth of July day, I was working. So I had to work. And then we went over to one of our friends' house. One of my friends from the good old Crosser Bacon, they invited us over to watch the fireworks in our neighborhood. So we had some, you know, some grilling and watched fireworks at night, which was cool. Uh, The Sunday before I was off, so me and a couple of friends went down to the uh, the Highlands in Jersey. If anybody is it comes to New Jersey, if you're looking for a place that's a fun time, if you're talking about like local summer, if you're not a tourist person, the Highlands in New Jersey is a beautiful place. And we and my me and my friends went out to a place called the Proving Ground. They have great food, great drinks, so good. Honestly, happy I was able to do that because. I'm actually going to be trying out a juice cleanse starting on Tuesday. I picked up all of my juices today. So they're in my fridge and I'm just going to see what happens. Just, you know, try to just my mom. My mom said that she was give me like a hundred bucks if I lost weight. But honestly, that's a great. No, but if anything, I just want to like feel good again. Get a nice fresh start after vacation. I've been like eating a little bit less. Uh, since nobody's around because my parents are still on the West coast, living their good life. But, uh, you know, we're going to see how that goes. You'll see me this Tuesday when we record, see what's going on. And I'm going crazy yet. Probably will be. You'll probably probably be like eating your finger or something. Yep. But yeah, 4th of July, I'll be honest. Like I, it's so those holidays are just the days. It's just like a chill day. Uh, normally would go visit our cousins in Tom's River, but you know, I usually would meet them after work because it was a little bit closer. But since it was just me, just figured stay home, stay local, just relax and just enjoy my time at home and peace and quiet to myself. That is nice. That's what about fun. you, sir? Um, Friday, no. So I had like four or five days off. I took Friday off and I did a bunch of stuff around the house. Saturday, go. we were going to go to a friend's house, but, you know, Saturday was kind of crappy weather in, in the tri-state area. Yeah. Um, so we stayed home, just relaxed. Sunday, we went over to our friend's house, hung around their pool for majority of the day, uh, end of the nice. night, which was nice. Got a nice little fresh tan. Um, tanning. Felt good. And then what else did we do? Uh, came home. Of course, our neighborhood decided they wanted to have fireworks. You know, people in our neighborhood shooting off fireworks. So my dogs 
Freaking, to, oh no. Oh, freaking out. One dog, more in particular than the other one, was freaking out. He just doesn't like loud noises, so he's like going crazy. So I slept maybe three hours that night. Fourth of July day, my wife and I were like, we're not doing anything. Like, I think I had to mow the yard and a couple other things, but nothing <laughs> too crazy. Um, but we uh, got up and did that stuff. And then we pulled out our dog's pool. We filled that up for him on our back deck. And then we, my wife bought a blow up pool like two years ago. That looks like a watermelon, like colored of a watermelon. She's like, I want to have this blown up. So I blow that thing up. Fill that up with water. <laughs> so we literally had a 4th of July day. The, the two of us with our two dogs just chilling in our little blow up pool, um, sitting outside, drinking a couple beers, playing cornhole, you know, grilled some hot, uh, hot dogs and stuff. So it was a very nice, relaxing 4th of July. We, you know, we all know what's happening in this country. My wife and I both decided that we were celebrating the stupidity of the United States instead of the birthday of the United States. Like I think yeah. 99% of uh, the population is doing. Um, if you weren't and you were celebrating the other reasons, hey, good for you. No, no harm, no foul here. Um, but yep, it was a great time. I think uh, it was a much needed break. So yeah. But, and you're going on vacation soon. I know. I'm going on vacation. Oh, my gosh. When does this? So, let's see. I'm going to Miranda, uh, Marin Morris concert at the end of this month because I got that from my wife for Easter. She loves Marin Morris. There so you I go. Think, where are we seeing her? I think we're seeing her at the Barclays Center. Um, and then the next morning, we hop on a plane and we fly to Aruba and we'll be back. Uh, a week later. So I have a full week off of work that first week of August. Um, I'm very, very excited. I'm just going to put some earbuds in and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to watch a couple of movies. I'm going to read. I'm not going to do much besides maybe two. I told my wife yesterday, I was like, I'm going to do two adventures. We're going to go out on the Medushi, which is a great little sailing ship when you go snorkeling. Yeah. I've done that a thousand times. I love it. And also we will go four wheeling. And then the rest of the time, I don't want to do anything. I don't blame you. I don't want to. I just, maybe I'll bring like workout clothes if this place has a gym and do small workouts just to feel like I'm doing something. Doing something. But yeah. I probably will just sit, relax and enjoy my life for a little bit. So, yeah. And then right. You come back a couple weeks later is going to be freaking. So you, me and Andrew to the brawl, man. So here's the thing. That so I'm gone for that whole week, the first week of August. Yeah. The next Friday I have off too because one of my good friends from West Virginia is getting married that following weekend. Love it. So I'm off already six days of August. Nice. Okay. I don't think I have anything else in August. So there's nothing else. Then we have the end of August, the 31st. I'm taking off. The first I'm taking off in September. September 2nd, I'm taking off. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Then I have nothing. And then in October, I think it's like October 22nd, my one of my best friends is getting married up in New Hampshire. So I'm going to that wedding. 
Oh so I'll be gosh. off like a couple extra days. And then I'm not taking another day off until like Christmas. Just be like, well, I feel like I have done nothing work-wise. Oh my God. So I'll probably take like two days off around, two or three days off around Christmas. We'll see. Yeah. I know like I have like some wet weddings potentially. So later in Jul- later this month, I have my buddy's wedding here in Jersey. My, my form, my old roommate, Dan, he's getting married. Then our lovely visit to Pittsburgh. The next week right after is me and my parents going to Morgantown to go see a Dub V game down there for the home opener. Nice. So that'll be exciting. And then I have, and then October, I'm supposed to be going back down for a, a wedding, but I'm still waiting on the invitation or if it's like, a, what's the, the thing called when it's online? I forgot the website unless it's one of those things, but I haven't seen anything. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm hoping I'm still invited to that wedding, but yeah, it's going to be a busy couple months out here. Uh, and you guys that have been listening or are listening or will be along for the ride. Yeah. It'll be a good time. It'll be great. Kevin, did we miss anything? Did we miss anything? I felt like I wrote something down but now I now can't forget. even find it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to say we didn't. So let's just go to your trivia. Okay. What was the first rap song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100? Uh, and this is the 90s, guys. Preface this. This is a 90s question. So hopefully you all know what we're talking about. Some of you guys might be too young. So. <sighs> Try to think. Rap song 90s. Would you think maybe like Ice Ice Baby? Oh my God. You got it. it. I I was like, it's got to be something like super like one hit wonder ish that would be the first rap song to be on the billboards. Yep. Let's go. I'm not going to lie. That was just a guess. Let's get it. Yes. I feel like, so you know what I also think, while Andrew's listening to this, because he's going to listen to this anyway when he puts this on the YouTube, I feel like we're going to have to do an episode where uh, we give him like a prep for our trip on like what we need to make sure he's ready. Don't worry. We'll do that the week before. We will do a whole podcast on how to prepare for that. Yes, Um, yes. But Kevin, it's nine o'clock. I'm yeah. going to go to bed. Shall we, uh, you need shall to go we, to bed. Yes, shall we uh, so outro it out? Yeah, let's do this, bro. All right. So, guys, another episode in. Can you believe it? Episode 39 is in the books. Thank you Can't guys that have been wait that have been listening. Hopefully you're still listening. Uh, but a couple things. Make sure you are following us on our YouTube if you want to watch us at the Manly Musings podcast page. Make sure you are listening to us on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, you name it, we on it. Um, of course, definitely follow the Instagram. I know there hasn't been much content lately. I've been a little bit slacking, but don't worry, we'll get back on to it. So follow the Instagram at the Manly Musics Pod. If I got this correct, let me look at my trusty handy dandy cell phone. Our number of followers is 
Drum roll, please. Thank you, We got 110. 110 followers. So thank you guys to, to those that have been following us. Make sure you spread the news to your to your friends, teammates, families, and everybody. Your friends. Do all that great stuff. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram at kquaver 624 Follow Merit at Merit M underscore Merit underscore P. And yeah, it's that time of day. It's Thursday. Sorry that it's been coming out on Thursday because Kevin has had to work, but we'll be back this upcoming Tuesday. Getting it back early again because Kevin's work schedule is back on track. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you and have a good night. Peace, y'all.